All right. Good morning, Bill. Hello. Welcome to the Hillbrook CTE podcast. How are you, Annie? I'm doing well. Good. We are excited. This is episode two. This is. And and if you're not listening to this in the morning, then good afternoon. Good afternoon. That's right. Or good evening. Buenos tardes. Buenos dias. Good mid-afternoon. I don't know what that so is. So many ways of doing it. Yes. Yeah. Mid-afternoon is like halfway between afternoon and something else. Oh. Is there like a word for that? Mid-afternoon. Oh, I thought you were referring to like a meal mid-afternoon. No. No, that's called snack. Snack. Okay. It Not is. like liner or something. We could do that. I don't know. That, that doesn't sound too yeah. appetizing. We'll start that off every episode moving forward is good liner to you. Good liner. Good liner, What everybody. are you having for liner today? Yeah. A banana. Oh, great. Okay. Fantastic. So I'm excited about this episode. Me too. We're going to dig into last last episode we shared the six pillars of social entrepreneurship education that I've been working hard at the Scott Center to define. Um, and today we're going to dig in deep to one of them. We are. So the six, story, design, civics, systems, finance, and agency. And today we're talking about... Story. Story. Which is, um, I might, I think I'm a little biased on this one. This might be my favorite. I think it's impossible to do social entrepreneurship education um, without this as your entry point. And we talked about how you really need all six pillars connected to do social entrepreneurship education well. And yet story feels like the one that is the roots to the other five. And the reason why I say that is because social entrepreneurship education really is about the social piece. It's about our connection to people and to the planet. And we all come with our own individual stories to that Um and the ability to connect your story with what matters to you and what you want to do about it invites other people to have insight into your brain, to have insight into your experiences. Um, and so we are constantly thinking about the ways that we can help children and adults be both storytellers and story listeners. Um, and so one of the things that we've been thinking about from a JK to 8th grade perspective is... Um, we ask this question to all children and adults, what matters to you and what are you doing about it? And that's our entry point to hearing a story from them. Um, we know from from data and from my years working with social entrepreneurs, I interviewed over 500 of them, that experiences early in childhood, oftentimes reference second grade, fifth grade, even like being three or four, those stories are what guided people on their social entrepreneurial path into the future and so these moments really matter and we need to give children we we hope and we want to give children the opportunity um, to make sense of some of these stories and to have a platform to share them we also want to help encourage them um, to be story listeners and to get to know people both on the hillbrook campus but also in our larger community in the san jose los gatos california community um, the opportunity to hear other people's stories yeah, so I love the the what matters to you and what are you doing about it. Um, I think that also works for adults, yeah, for educators, absolutely. Uh, one thing I started doing as as people come here to tour is hand them one of those postcards you made. That's awesome. And uh, if I recall, it just says what matters to you in really big font, and then you have just three quarters of the postcard to write what matters to you. Right? Is that is that that's the right? And then yeah, the bottom half is what are you doing about it? Perfect. Which is a provocative question, and yes. we've gotten some pushback about that question. Um, I think that is the piece that turns this from being um, just a story, which is important, but to go from story into 
social impact. And we, um, I teach an elective in middle school that's called Idea to Impact, is really our opportunity to dig in with children and help them go from naming something matters to them and then providing the platform to do something about it. And a lot of what we do is um, help children connect to other people's stories. So we look at social impact leaders locally and globally who are working on this topic. Um, And there's different ways. Sometimes they interview those people in person. Sometimes they read about their story on the internet. Sometimes we are able to set up a Skype or a Zoom call. Um, But it really deepens our ability to understand how people are coming to this work. Sure. So a lot of uh, what I see, like TED Talk about the kid that has the foundation for the thing, <laughs> um, I think a lot of people go immediately to that. That's yeah. that's not what this is, right? It's that's not right. starting your own thing, even. Yeah, I think there's um, validity. We always, you know, what I always try to talk to our team at Hillbrook about is anytime a child comes and says they care deeply about something happening in the world, and that might be here on campus, it might be somewhere else. We want to honor that. That is the right entry point and it's really exciting that that child is sharing something matters to them with us we also want to recognize um, that there is a way to plug into work that is already being done that oftentimes has a larger impact um, and that we're trying to be mindful of how we support children in the long-term connection to this work and so we try to go through a process um, where we ask first the child to tell the story to advocate on behalf of someone doing this work and that might be an interview, it might be a profile, it might be a poster about the organization, um, but we always ask them to name someone who works in the organization and to give us a background on that person. Because if you are saying the Humane Society matters deeply to you, it's really helpful for you to be able to say, and Sally, who works at the Humane Society, does this work because X. It connects deeper into how you might see yourself in that work one day, but it also gives depth to the people that do this every day, 365 days of the year, um, and oftentimes have really interesting stories of how they came to this work. Yeah, I love that so much. It reminds me a lot of um, my personal journey professionally with Q, C-U-E.org, um, when it moved from a third person to a first person in my head where it was like, they need to do this, or they did a great job with that, and it became we, Mm. right? You know, what can we do as an organization? Um, And it it wasn't, right, we need to start our own conference, and and here's what's wrong with with, really any conference, but like what, where can I plug in? Um, And getting to hear what organizations are already doing and finding, you know, for me, with technology and education, right? Like, I have a whole episode about how that matters to me. Um, but how that actually, how I'm able to join in on that organization. Nice. Right. It wasn't me starting my own organization. Right. Which is so much of what you see with, you know, and here's how I got into whatever university because I started my own nonprofit. Right. You know, it's not the, what do you call it? Like the hero, heropreneur. Yeah. Yeah. So my mentor from, um, who worked at school and has, um, lectured at Yale and Stanford and UC Boulder, um, has done a lot of work on something called the heropreneur. And there's absolutely value i want to be sure we name that um, any social entrepreneur who is willing to say i'm going to look at the connection of my work to the impact on people and planet that is a good thing yes so we are excited about that um i think there's been some really interesting research and data coming out around um how people plug into the work and on whose behalf is an organization working and how do we value the people that are um 
receiving this kind of work in the community. So how do we honor the voices that are diverse in this work as opposed to a single voice or a single person? Um, I feel very strongly, and one day I'll write this article, but right now it's in my head, that it's impossible to be an entrepreneur by yourself. There's no such thing. You can be an innovator by yourself, and that's important. And innovation often exists on the outskirts of organizational structure. And then entrepreneurship, social entrepreneurship, is about pulling that innovation into the core part of an organization. And that requires your ability to connect your work with others and to help other people see how they can plug into this work. And that might mean that they are going to be someone who buys your work if you are for-profit social enterprise. It might mean they're somebody that's going to volunteer. It might mean they're going to be your co-founder. And we um, we know that those hires, my research before coming to Hillbrook was really around how do you build teams around social impact movements on, the, on both the for-profit and the non-profit side that um, creates long-term impact in this work. So instead of quarterly short cycles, we're looking at 15 to 20 years of sustainability and trying to help investors see that as well yeah that, that sounds like a big shift that was that was not necessarily although it's interesting the seventh and eighth graders um in the social impact elective last year really understood this concept that they are they are really speaking up about things like climate change and um what's happening in our country and in our world that matters to them and they're experiencing it with a heavy heart. And so to be able to say, hey, yeah, you're right. You're not voting in the government. You're not voting for a president or a governor or a senator. Your dollar is a vote in the community and you have power with how you spend that money. And even one time a week, if you think about the purchase you're making and how it might have a positive impact, that might mean going to a local coffee shop. It might mean, um, investigating if you have any Kiva entrepreneurs that are selling something that you could give as a gift to a friend or a parent. Um, it might mean thinking about where the product was made and the impact that it had on the people that were making it. So there's all sorts of ways that you can plug into this. And so the thing that I love the most about story is that I often talk about it as stories of individuals, but there's also incredible stories of products. And a lot of our work in Reach Beyond Block, whether it's through the Big Messy Web, right now there's a group focused on uh, making and artisan work. If you pull it back, you there's also a really interesting story about how everything came to be. And if you can trace that story and see whose hands were part of making that product, um, you just you are a more informed person, and you're in a more informed position to make decisions that align with your values. Yeah, I love that so much. So when we talk about story, if we take kind of a step back, is it really any type of storytelling? Is it person mm. to person? Is it writing a book, making a podcast, doing Instagram stories? Because that has the word story in it. Yeah. Is it sharing out on all the social media? What what? How does one story tell? Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, I think there are certainly tools that we use across grade levels or for specific reasons in which we're asking every child to step in and... Um, the, the one that comes to mind last year, we did a, a really cool project with the eighth graders around the sustainable development goals. And so we did ask each eighth grader um, to write up a story about a change maker connected to their the SDG that they chose. And so that was a really specific way of honoring the story of someone doing this work. 
I think the the greatest one of the greatest things about Hillbrook there are many great things um, but something that I loved so much about this school is that we create a lot of different entry points for students and and that's true of the pillars as well so we do have a student who is um, she went to Island School last last year for Reach Beyond Week and was really moved by their work around ocean preservation, climate change, um, and removing plastics, microplastics from the ocean and has started her own Instagram account. And she uses Instagram story very effectively. Um, and she shares this both with her friends, but also has plugged into some big movements globally that are focused on youth action and climate change. Let's give her a shout out. What's that Instagram handle? Reuse for ocean. And those are underscores, so it's reuse underscore for underscore ocean. Yeah, Angie. Yeah, give that a follow. Yeah, so you'll be able to see how she's using Instagram. Um, you know, I, I know you feel this way, Bill, and I often feel like we talk about tech usage from a very specific perspective of too much of it, and I think there is validity in that conversation. This is an example of a child, an eighth grader, using tech for, for good and connecting with really interesting motivating people from around the world who are doing this work yeah absolutely and that's one of my favorite things about what social media provides is that 20 years ago what would you do like pass out flyers at a farmer's market yeah good point you know but you're able to actually find people who care about what you care about or find people that that know you and then suddenly you're able to share those passions and connect you know really just through hashtags right to you know a global community and build a global community right it's exciting it is the other thing that i would i would name has been really exciting for us to dig into and we um it's coming up so this is exciting to get um that we will start preparing for is we use the story app which um was given a ted prize and is a platform it's an application on your phone or your ipad in which um, an interview is pretty much set up for you and it's all about preserving stories between two people so we tested this last year really excitingly mark silver and his son jackson who was in eighth grade at the time were our first um was our was our test run of this and so we have um, a story core episode of jackson and mark interviewing each other and then we tried it out with a couple other different community members we have kyle and lisa herbold um who were part of the story core app and kyle who is now a graduate he was in jackson's class as well is now at bellarmine um has been really interested in this platform and has come back several times since to help us continue to think about how we might use it. I recently, um, when Kyle was back last week, I interviewed Kyle on StoryCorps. We're thinking about how we might use it for Grandparents' Day. Last year, we set up a mini story lab in the podcast studio um, in which children could interview their grandparents. We will likely do that again. So I think there's opportunity that some things that you're doing on campus then can be done at home, when you go on trips, when you have family members visit, we're really trying to help children understand this can be a 10 to 15 minute activity. It doesn't need to be something that you're setting up and preparing for and have to have a podcast studio. Like all you really need is your iPad. Right, right. Because the app actually, you record directly into the app. That's right. And then the story is preserved. If you decide to upload it, it's preserved in the, in the Library of Congress. Which That's is really so cool. exciting too. Yeah. It's um, a recognition that there are a lot of people out there trying to preserve stories. Yeah, that, I love that so much. Um, one of my favorite parts of StoryCorps, and by the way, Core is spelled C-O-R-P-S, 
story core yes um, is that there are I don't know how many questions maybe a hundred questions if you just google story core it'll autofill or you know google auto suggest story core questions and it mm. takes you to um, a page called great questions where you can filter by like so many things great questions for anyone friends and colleagues yep religion serious illness military teachers right you know, like so many categories um, and there there's just like a hundred questions so I love that if you're kind of nervous or don't know quite how to interview someone, there are these great prompts where you can essentially interview anyone and have a, a pretty good interview Yeah. just by kind of going, oh, these three questions out of 100 are the most interesting to ask this person. Right. Um, and we use these, right, for, um, for our leadership Yeah, retreat. program leadership. Yeah, so we didn't record, which was kind of a nice way to do it. Sometimes I think it is... Uh, makes it feel official to record but sometimes it's nice just to have the the questions as a form of connection um and so yeah when we launched the school year part of orientation with the program leadership team um were was a time to do we did 10 minute interviews and many people named like oh man i've known this person for 15 years and i learned something new just by asking a question in a different way yeah i remember one the the person who i will leave unnamed (laughs) i'll tell you off air um (laughs) The question was, what was your best memory of childhood? What was your worst memory of childhood? Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a great um, question. And I got, oh my gosh, the story I got. Um, yeah. It's it, amazing. It would be a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I've also found it to be really fun. I've been spending some time in art with Susie with the JK class. And I often, the question that I ask as they move into their art projects is, tell me a story about what you're making. And the difference of what happens from one child to the next, even though they're working on the same art project, you just get this incredible depth of diversity of story and experience and how they're thinking about this project. So it's just a great way to put a microphone in in a child's head is just to ask them to tell you a story. You just say, tell me a story about this? I say, yeah, it just, it depends kind of what the project is, but I often will ask, yeah, will you tell me a story about what you're making? That's so simple and so powerful. Yeah. CJ had a great story the other day about his line project. That's so fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just tell me a story. What matters to you? What are you doing about it? Hop on StoryCorps. Um, those are all amazing ways to elicit stories from people. So and people, if you're part of the Hillbrook community and you're going to have a grandparent or a special friend, um, maybe ask your child to plug into the grandparent story lab. Absolutely. Yeah, so people want to learn more about story. What's the next step? We will be launching our website, our new Scott Center for Social Entrepreneurship website, in which we will have a lot of resources and questions connected to each pillar. So stay tuned for that. Um, If this is a topic that you would like to support at Hillbrook or in the larger community, you can reach out to me. Nice. And how do they find you on all the things? We have social media for the Scott Center, so hopefully you're following that. Yeah, you do. Give it a shout out. We do have social media. We hope you're following it. We do. On the Instagram, it is Scott Center Sochant. So Scott underscore center underscore S-O-C underscore E-N-T. It's probably easier just to either click on the show notes. Yep. Or if you just hop on the Insta, as the kids call it. The Insta. And just search for Scott Center. It, It pops up almost immediately awesome and yeah we're going to be sharing more about the pillars on mondays we share about each pillar so that's a great opportunity too to see how we're teaching it at hillbrook Um, the other opportunity is to email me directly 
amacala at hillbrook.org. Fantastic. You can also follow along with what we're doing with professional learning at Hillbrook CTE on the Twitters, as yes. my mom says. I now know, I feel like I know your mom really well because every time I get a I get a story about your mom's yeah. pronunciation of the Twitters. Story. We just put a nice bow on it. All right. Bill, great chatting with you always. Absolutely. Happy morning or mid Happy afternoon. Happy Leonard. <laughs>